Boldly Beautiful is your audio beauty brunch table. A source for conversations on all things skincare, makeup, fashion, styling, health and wellness, and general female fun. Brought to you by two women with over 20 years of friendship. So grab your girlfriends, pour a mimosa, and let's get Boldly Beautiful. Good morning! Hey guys! We are back. It's another episode of the Boldly Beautiful Podcast with Jen and Candace. I'm Candace. I'm Jen. <laughs> I feel like we did that backwards. So. <laughs> you know, whatever. It works. It's fine. Can we also kind of let them in on the secret that we actually record a couple episodes at a time? So literally, we just recorded one. Why are you talking about production? <laughs> You are not allowed oh. to talk about production, okay. All right. big brother. It's like Fight Club, right? <laughs> First rule of Fight Club is you can't talk about Fight Club, except we're talking on a media platform that I think goes this out is, to anybody. I think this is why some people do only record one podcast a day, so that then you can like have your natural conversation. That's true. But we, we're pretty good at natural conversation. That's true. You say things, I make fun of those things, and we move on. And we've been happy for 20 years. Yes, cheers to that. <laughs> we are like a dysfunctional marriage in our own way. It's true. All right, so I believe we're talking about branding today. Personal branding. And how styling relates to that. Yes. I'm so glad I have you. I'll just start out with that. Excellent. Even though I mainly stick to black scrubs, which incidentally <laughs> I'm wearing this morning. But well, to be fair, it's easy. You have a client later, right? Yes. Okay. There several. you go. Yeah. So um, it's easy. It's professional, and I don't care when I spill stuff. You can clean it. Yep. Yep. So, anyway, but I do know that you help many, many people like project what they need to, how it speaks to their business which then in turn helps them earn more business. It's a whole thing. So I'm excited to kind of... It's a whole business thing. It is. So <sighs> when uh, most people hear personal styling, we tend to have some preconceived notions about it's only for celebrities. Absolutely. It is only about very, very high, high fashion people trying to force you to be a high fashion person. Right. Like I think of Rachel Zoe when you say yes. stylist. I think of celebrity Hollywood. Like you're only about dressing together. For the or special which moment. nothing against Rachel Zoe. Right. She is my yeah. who I want to be when I grow up. And I love, love, love her. But a great majority of the shall we say, quote-unquote, celebrity stylists that we hear about in the media are often styling people for red carpet events, uh, designer photo shoots. Mm -hmm. um, they might only be working with people who are now, like, Instagram influencers. And so it it is coming from a very, like, high-end, high-fashion place uh, for people who are obviously about creating a public image uh, because they are in movies or are, you know, representing some huge, big thing on a global scale. But that's all well and good, but that can that same concept can also be applied to 
the non-celebrity person who still needs to accomplish something with their look. Right. Um, And so that's where I come in. I believe that anyone who is the face of a company Mm -hmm. or is a member of a sales team. Sure. Or is, maybe it's not even business related, maybe it's charity related. Maybe you are on the board of a really great charity and you your charity is competing with a bunch of other charities for donor dollars and your message that you are presenting is paramount to getting those donors. Or the other category of client that I love to work with is someone who's gone through a major life change. Sure. Maybe you have survived cancer and now you have a new lease on life. Maybe you had to have a mastectomy and now your body is different. Maybe you've just gone through a divorce and you're mm-hmm. going back into the dating field and mm-hmm. you're needing something that's going to uh, boost your confidence right. and reclaim yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Maybe you've been a stay-at-home mom for your whole life and now your kids are gone and you're having to re-enter the workforce that you haven't been in for 20 years right. or reclaim a social life that you haven't had for 20 years. And so you just need something right. that's going to help launch that. So I think you said something that's really key to this whole discussion about styling and personal branding is it truly is a presentation. So we think about presenting things in a business form. We work on and perfect presentations all the time, right? Whether it's a PowerPoint presentation, whether it is a sales pitch, whether it's a pitch of your business to investors, all of these things we work on, we are intentional about, we perfect, and we really pay attention to. And so why should one of the most important parts of that presentation, yourself and the image that you are bringing to the table, you know, when you're giving these presentations or at these events, um, why should that be any different? So I love that you're bringing that to the forefront and making, you know, everyday people realize the importance of what you present when you walk into a room. Right. Right. The the other hang-up that some people have is that, oh, that must mean that you are very vain. And, or it's only a luxury. Or mm-hmm. it's, you know, just something for people who just want to take selfies all day on their Instagram and have it be very egotistical and self-centered. And that's actually not what it's about at all. I mean, first of all, vanity is the pursuit of your outer appearance at the expense of your inner self and your values. I'm so glad you said that because that's one of the things that gets me so upset is when people think that they can't either better themselves or participate in self-care because it's vain. Right. And there's a distinct difference. Yes. So thank you for, for highlighting that. Vanity is actually about a behavior over your outer appearance. Right. Because it seems to be more wrapped up in people only wanting themselves to look good, we mistake it for only being about outer appearances, but at its core, it's really about your own personal values or that you care more about yourself and your appearance over how you care about others Mm -hmm. and how you want to 
take care of others or be kind to others. Um, so we are taking vanity completely out of this. This is actually, to me, you can almost think about it the same way that some people think about that money is the root of all evil. You can do amazing good in the world right. by yeah. being rich. You can do amazing and wonderful things in the world while having a well-crafted outer appearance. Right. If you choose to. Right. It is about using all the powers for good and not for evil. Right. So that's why I actually prefer to use the term personal branding over image styling or stylist. I still use those words in my um, advertising and in my vernacular with clients because they're kind of the accepted words right. that everyone will understand. That's what they're familiar with. That's what they're familiar with. But I think it's it's more about personal branding. And in the last 10 years, the phrase personal branding really has become more mainstream, which I think is good. Um, because then that kind of associates it more with like the positive sides of things sure. than the negative sides of things. So much like... A company has a professional brand. You have your graphics, you have your logos, you have your mission statements, you have your, you know, colors and um, your customer service policy and everything that makes a company recognizable to its customer base. Each individual person can have a brand. I love that. And so your personal brand is actually made up of four parts. Um, it is your wardrobe and your accessories, so everything that you're wearing. It is how you are presenting your hair and your skin. Um, I actually used to say hair and makeup, but it is just as important for men to have a personal brand as women to have a personal brand. Mm -hmm. And while more and more men wear makeup, <laughs> in certainly in certain cultures and groups, uh, we're not excluding that. Um, Skin kind of is the more over-encompassing way because it's, and also we're skincare professionals as well. So we also want to right. always hammer the importance of having skin health. Well, and let's point out the fact too, that even though makeup is important, your makeup game is never going to be a 10 if your skincare game is a 2. Boom. Right? Just like we talked last episode about dermaplaning and how that can help your makeup application. Having great skin is the ultimate foundation yes. to having a great makeup look. Excellent. So, yeah. That's going to be a whole other episode. Yeah. We could, <laughs> we could talk for 30 minutes yes. just about that. Easily. Yes. Um, okay, so your hair and your skin, then your verbal message and your skill, mm -hmm. um, and also your behavior. Mm. So you have to really think about it's it's – it's all the information signals that you're sending out to other people that would either make them say, oh, I want to be with that person. I want to meet that person. I want to do business with that person or give that person money or be friends with them or date them. Whatever the end goal of the relationship is supposed to be or completely turn them off. Right. And tell them that you are not the person for them. And that they should not do business with you or give you money mm -hmm. or have a friendship with you. And I think that can kind of circle back to an important point that you made about the difference between um, taking care and having a personal brand versus being vain. Because vanity, and I know you said we're taking this out of the conversation, but you just said something that sparks mm -hmm. my 
kind of thought process about this is when you tie in personal branding and you're taking all these other factors, not just how you look, but also, like you said, your behavior and different things. I think the biggest difference I can see between personal branding and being vain and only caring about how you look is because being vain, there's a large incongruency between how you look and present yourself and your behavior. Mm. Because that inner core and that desire to do and be kind and do those things because you're simply focused on your outer appearance at the expense of these other values, there's that huge incongruency. So that kind of, when you just said that about behavior ties into your personal brand as just as much as how you appear visually and how you're dressed and your skin or your makeup light bulb. I was just like, that's why, Mm -hmm. that's why there's such a difference that people need to understand. Yes. Excellent point. So a well-designed personal brand will do two things. It will garner trust with those you are trying to connect with because we, we live. So first of all, we live in a society where overly casual dress um, sloppy dress, sometimes even sloppy hygiene, mm-hmm. um, anything where it looks like you have really not cared about your appearance is associated with immaturity. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to say associated with youth. However, I have seen some eight-year-olds that seem to really grasp <laughs> and some 10-year-olds and some 16-year-olds that just have their personal brand on lock. Mm-hmm. They totally get it. And then I've seen 66-year-old people that, can't that get it just at all. can't get it together at all. So it's not about youth. It's about your maturity level. Yeah. Um, also, to put work into one's appearance takes work. Yes. So therefore, if you're willing to put that much effort into a well-crafted personal brand, you are most likely putting that much work into whatever craft you're bringing to the table. That's very true. That's an excellent point. Yes. Mm -hmm. So right off the bat, it's going to start to garner trust. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're going to get into the details of that later, but that doesn't even necessarily have to mean the very classic garnering of trust, which is the suit. Mm-hmm. Because the suit immediately um, gives the message of professionalism, mm-hmm. corporate professionalism, well-educated, everything that comes with the jobs you would be required to wear a suit at. Um, we're in a changing political, cl- or not political climate, professional climate. Yes. We are in a changing political climate, but that's a whole other episode. Um that we're not going to talk about because we are not a political podcast. <laughs> I'm like, wait, is that a whole other podcast? I sure hope not. Is that a whole other <laughs> We could talk about Republican versus Democrat oh. skincare routines. Um. <laughs> That'd be an interesting study. Anyway, okay. Anyway, professional climate where there are some people who actually look upon the suit as distrustful. 
Yes. So, so like we, you're trying to sell me something. You're trying to sell me something. Tell, so there, here's my wall. Right. 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 So, so it, it it what that actually means gets a little complicated and has to be very individualized to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, it has to look like you put in effort. Yeah. And everything was purposeful right. because that garners trust. So the second thing is it sets you apart from your competition, whoever your competition may be, because unfortunately a lot of people are not paying enough attention to their personal brand. And so if you do, that's immediately going to give you bonus points. I love that. If you're going mm-hmm. after the same person for whatever in game as another person, and it's a situation where you both can't get the end game. <laughs> you know? So circling back to self-care, what I'm hearing you say is the appearance of, hey, if I'm willing to show up like this for myself, I'm willing to show up like this for you. Absolutely. In the business aspect or relationship or whatever. Right. Whereas if I don't even care enough to put myself together. Yes. Then how could I possibly put anything together for you? Right. If I don't love myself enough to pour into myself, how do I have anything left to pour into someone else's cup? Boom. Boom. Yeah. My Yeah. And I mean, some of this does speak to heavier, deeper issues about where you are on a mental health scale, where you are on a self-confidence scale. But unfortunately, a lot of that does revert back to how you're probably going to perform at a job or perform in a relationship or, you know, and, and what's funny is getting into working with individuals on their personal brand gets Sometimes pretty heavy, pretty fast. I'm sure. I've considered getting life coaching training (laughs) or some sort of psychological training, like professional training, um, because it can really open up some some wounds for some people. Um, So I actually do work pretty closely with some colleagues that are from the mental health fields and the life coaching fields so that I can give people referrals when it does kind of start to open that up for them. Um, but but it, it also, I think, speaks to why this is so important. Right. It is really important to, to start thinking about your personal branding because it could greatly benefit your overall health on, on you know, multiple several scales. Levels. On multiple levels, yeah. absolutely. So... Um, And this also goes back to the old adage of first impressions. Um, Now, I've never been totally sold on first impressions because there's been many, many people over my lifetime that might have just been having an off day, like the first day I met them, or might have just misread how to act in a room or, you know, or maybe just wasn't on point with their dress on the particular day I met them. And so you just kind of wrote them off. And then it was like the second, third, fourth, and fifth time that you were with them that you were like, oh, wait, they're amazing. So this goes in, I think, an important point that consistency is more important when it comes mm. to these matters than just showing up once like True. that. 
True. Even if that once was the first impression. Right. Because there's been the opposite mm-hmm. where you were at a situation where the person for whatever particular reason showed up to that event on that day, perfectly put together, doing everything they were supposed to be doing. And then, so you hire them mm-hmm. or you continue to spend more time with them and you just kind of see it all go downhill from there. Well, let's talk about dating. right right? I mean you would hope that someone puts forth their best impression on a first date but it's not until you've been dating them for a long time that you get to see what actually yeah that whole package is so consistency consistency so so the big words that I use are consistency and um authenticity yes good, good and that's the big that's, that's the biggest You're like thing. in church like that's good hey man <laughs> that's hey man okay so <laughs> so that's why the biggest pushback that I always get from potential clients is, oh, I would love to work with a personal stylist. I would love to have a personal brand consultant, but I don't want you to try to force me to be something that I'm not. And I always go, that's the number one thing I am not supposed to do. Right. Because if you are not comfortable wearing a certain thing or putting on makeup a certain way or changing some sort of behavior that is just ingrained in who you are or just really trying to get you out of your personality box. I talk intensely with people of if they're introverted or extroverted because that's a big part of personal branding and you cannot force an introverted person to be extroverted and you cannot force an extroverted person to be introverted. So not without someone getting murdered at some point. Maybe possibly. Right. Um, but so I do a pretty intense consultation when I take on new clients of really finding out who you are, Mm -hmm. where is your comfort level. Then we do a pretty intensive analysis of who is your audience, who are the people you are trying to attract for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. and then you find the way to marry the two scenario you know the two types right in a way you work backwards from what your goal is right and where you are yes and where in the middle can we adjust things where it's still comfortable for you right but we're still headed to that island yes yeah yes like I always tell people there's always the way to make the hippie seem professional oh yeah there's always ways to make the rocker seem professional. There are always ways for the very casual tech person who is used to just working at home in their PJs, professional when they need to be professional. Sure. Because we all are at some point having to be in front of people and then need those people to do something for us to further our lives. And that's what it's about. It's about how you communicate with those people, both verbally and non-verbally to get what you want. Love it. That's the point of your personal brand. Right. That's why it's important. Yeah. And it's not just as easy as, Oh, I'll just get up today and put on a shirt and pants. Right. And call it good. (laughs) You know, you need to be putting some more thought into it than that. 
Um, if, if you are in anything where you have to attract people and then get some sort of end goal out of those people. Gotcha. Right. I love it. So I have a couple of um, the questions that I actually go through with people um, that I will give to you guys in this episode. So if you want to kind of DIY your personal branding, you can. Because um, a lot of times just analyzing these questions kind of helps to prompt you to kind of know where you might need to make some changes. Um, and then this is also extremely subjective and personal. There is no one size fits all personal branding model. Um, that's why my favorite thing is to work very intensively one-on-one with individuals Mm -hmm. and really break down, um, what they need. Um, and I can now do that, uh, remotely from anywhere. So I used to only work with local clients. I would go individually to their homes and work one-on-one with them. Uh, but I have now started having some people contact me from other states And we have been doing their uh, personal branding and their wardrobe planning and all of their personal styling um, through one of the many video conferencing services. Perfect. Um, And it's been uh, great. It's been working out real well. So I'm now opening up the gates to working with anyone, anywhere. So um, we're going to put all the information about that in the show notes if you guys want to contact me um, to learn more about that. You can also go to my website, which is CandaceAlexander.com, and find out about some of those services. Um, But I am going to go over the questions so that you guys can start that process if you want to on your own. Um, So analyzing your personal preferences, think about what public figures, these could be actors, singers, CEOs, activists, anyone that you can follow online, everybody kind of has their role models, Um, Do you most identify with and how is their personal brand set up? What sort of things are they wearing? How is their hair and skin and um, everything about that outer appearance put together? And then what is their message and behavior and um, even wording that they're using in anything that's representing their personal brand. That'll give you a good idea of what you want your model to be. Um, And it doesn't even have to be a public figure. I have had people over the years in this consult say their mom or their sister or their boss or that really great colleague mentor of theirs that just seems to be just a little more successful than they are. And they're like, I want to get to where she is, you know? And so start to look at how they are presenting themselves because on it, clearly they're doing something right. If you're feeling attracted to wanting to be like them, um, what are you most comfortable wearing? And what do you just describe as your personal style? What are your styling strengths and what are your styling weaknesses? Um, Usually people always have some area they feel really confident about. Like, I'm just great at doing my hair, but I suck at doing my makeup. Or I always know how to rock a great pair of shoes, but then I never know what to put with it. Um, it, It can be anything like that. And then uh, what's your preferred makeup and hairstyle? What gives you more energy, being introverted or extroverted? And then what are you not willing to change about your appearance or a brand? 
Basically just get real self-awareness about where you feel great and comfortable and where you're like, nope, that would always make me feel like I was being a poser or I'd be uncomfortable or it would feel terrible on my body type or whatever it is you don't want to change. Um, okay, so then how do you analyze your audience? So um, ask yourself, what is your career end goal? When will you consider yourself to be most successful? And kind of what you're trying to get at with this question is how many people are you needing to attract? And what type of people are they? And where will they be? It's, it's really getting clear on that type of, because if you don't know what the end goal is, then you don't know how to craft the journey to get there. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, the GPS does you no good if you don't have an end destination. Right. You yeah. have to put the end destination in there. Um, who are your dream clients? What establishments do they frequent? Um, so where are they going? What kind of environment are they surrounding themselves with? Because your brand needs to be able to go seamlessly into those environments. And then how do they dress in their professional lives? Because often what we feel most professional wearing is what we then will turn around and see in others that will click as professional. Mm -hmm. That's why it's not just always as easy as saying, oh, I'm, I'm just going to put on a suit. Right. No. Because there are a lot of groups of people who are your desired audience that don't look upon that as trustworthy or professional. Well, and I recall one of the best but oldest pieces of advice that I've ever gotten or given as an HR professional in a prior life, but um, was dress for the job you want. Exactly. You know, if that means CEO of you know a multi-million dollar corporation yeah then yes the suit is perfectly appropriate right for that. but if you're talking about a boutique you know clothing store yes. or something like that then you would look completely out of place then you need you to be need... more high fashion right. on trend yeah maybe more streetwear right right so i mean you've you nailed it when you're like Think of what your end goal is. Think about who those clients are that you want to attract mm -hmm. and then dress for that demographic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what traits garner trust with them? What behavior traits? What mes message traits? And then what outer appearance traits? And then um, what aspects of your current personal brand might be turning them away? Sure. And so you have to get really real with yourself. You might have to find a very trusted friend mm -hmm. who is not afraid to only tell you what you want to hear. Right. And get real with you. Right. About right. <laughs> maybe what they have, you know, and, and someone who will be very kind about it and who, you know, will say it to you honestly, um, but not in a way that's going to, you know, Make tear you, you down terrible. or right and do the work within yourself to be able to hear that conversation sure. you know like hey have you ever heard anyone say anything about me behind my back after being in a business meeting or, or going to something or do and being like oh but she did this you know and and it may even be that you don't need to change that right but you need to know that that's a possibility 
so that then you can do the work to figure out if it needs to be changed or not. And you know, an interesting thing that just popped up when you said that was if it's not something, if you feel like that action that was turning somebody off um, is so authentic and genuine to you that you're like, no, absolutely, that's a mm -hmm. thing that is important to me, then maybe you need to look at where you're going. Yes. And adjust to that. You're if, not trying to attract the right kind of audience. Right. Maybe what you thought was the audience that you need to be presenting to or going around, um, maybe you need to adjust those parameters right. a little bit. So Absolutely. it can kind of go both yeah. ways. It's important to get all the information, mm -hmm. even if all the information might be a little hurtful in the beginning or, or like a little less a little hard yeah. to hear because then you can make the educated decision right about it I mean there's been plenty of times I mean we're both part of mat business mastermind groups and mm -hmm. a lot of what business mastermind groups are about is kind of the tough love aspect yeah. and hearing your colleagues really say okay, this is something that's probably turning away clients about you, or this is something about your business model that's just probably not really working out for you, or you made a bad call with that one client. But sometimes what comes out of those, you know, sometimes what comes out of those conversations is, oh, okay, I need to make a correction, right. you know? So, but, but then sometimes what happens in those conversations is that makes you go, well, then those people weren't the client for me. Right. That's a great sign that I was going after the wrong person for something. Same thing with relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are constantly picking the wrong partner to pursue, it's never going to work out for you. And the common denomination is you. Right. You can make the changes. Mm -hmm. So it's very, but you don't know that if you haven't been given good, honest information. Right. And kind of talking about the fact that you're bringing up, you know, there are two ways, essentially, in personal branding growth. And I think this goes for personal growth, period, is, yes, you can improve the good things and make them even better. But then, yes, you have to be okay hearing some hard things to improve those things that you're not doing and that are dragging you down. Because you can have the newest, shiniest, prettiest, most advanced technological plane on the planet, but it's not going to get off the ground if you're tugging a truckload of lead, right? Mm -hmm. So you can do all the things to make the plane better, but if you don't address what's dragging you down, you're still never going to get off the ground. Right. So I, I think that's important because it's, it is. It's hard to hear the things about your... It's hard to hear criticism. It's hard to hear those things that maybe make your the ego side of you kind of go, oh, that was really hard to hear. Yeah. But to really break through, you've got to do that hard work. Yeah. So I think that was an excellent point to make. Awesome. So, well, do, right. you, do you think I covered everything? I think you did an excellent <laughs> job. I My mind is just kind of circling and going over a lot of the things that you've gone over. I think you've given everybody some really good nuggets to think about and 
And I love that you gave them some questions that you go over with some of your actual clients to kind of help them. Hey, maybe they're not in a position where they're ready to branch out to a professional quite yet. Maybe mm -hmm. they want to try it on their own. Um, you know, and that's totally fine. Think about these things. But if you need some professional help kind of digging in a little bit deeper or what does that actually mean when it comes to going shopping? You know, what yes. does that look like when you're choosing your next wardrobe pieces or or that presentation? Then they obviously know who they can reach out to. And um, we should mention, I think we do this every time, but just in case all of your information and how to get in touch with you is going to be in our show notes. Um, and, of course, we also welcome reader or reader, <laughs> reader. questions, comments, um, reach out to us. We are putting some episodes in the works that are going to be strictly addressing some of the questions that we get. Um, so if you've got something, whether it's skin related, styling related, makeup, any of those things, shoot them our way. And we'd love to um, have a conversation with you. Yes. And we will not reveal names if people want them to be anonymous because sometimes um, this stuff can get a little personal and people don't necessarily uh, want listeners to know it was them. So um, if you want to keep something private, all of our email information will be in the show notes. You can shoot us private emails um, and we will um, address the question on air and not use your name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. We had so much fun. And until next time, yep. we will talk to you later. Absolutely. Have a beautiful week, guys. Bye.